0: On a consumer flight from Portland, Maine, to Boston in the summer of 1987, it actually was the year when I graduated from college, not that many years ago, the pilot heard an unusual noise near the rear of the aircraft. Henry Dempsey turned the controls over to his co-pilot and went back to check it out. As he reached the tail section, the plane hit an air pocket, and Dempsey was tossed against the rear door. He quickly discovered the source of the mysterious noise. The near door had not been properly latched prior to takeoff, and it fell open. Dempsey was instantly sucked out of the jet. The co-pilot, seeing the red light on the control panel that indicated an open door, radioed to the nearest airport requesting permission to make an emergency landing. He reported that Dempsey had fallen out of the plane and requested that a helicopter be dispatched to search the area of the ocean. After the plane had landed, the crew found Henry Dempsey holding onto the outdoor ladder of the aircraft. Somehow he had caught the ladder and managed to hold on for 10 minutes as the plane uh, flew 200 miles an hour at an altitude of 4,000 feet. What is more, as the plane made its approach and landed, Dempsey had kept his head from hitting the runaway, a mere 12 inches away. According to news reports, it took several airport personnel more than a few minutes to pry the pilot's fingers from the ladder. This is not just a story. As I listened to the news this morning, there was a Boeing in America where something similar happened. The door flew open, thank God. Like in this case, no failed fatalities, but um, it seems like it is a reality. But Dempsey's testimony is a picture of real endurance. The ability to hang on when it would have been easier to let go. Many people are blessed with certain attributes, but endurance jumps to the forefront for success in any endeavor. Endurance is the key that keeps us from giving up and letting go. Endurance, the power of going on in spite of difficulties. Popular phrases describe it as keeping on, keeping on. (laughs) To bear up courageously, Henry Dempsey would just say it is holding on. For dear life. I think for some of us, 2023 could be summed up in the following phrase holding on for dear life. The Bible considers endurance a priority within our character. Paul expressed its importance in this way in Romans chapter 5, verses 3 to 5. He says, And not only that, but we also rejoice in our afflictions because we know that affliction produces endurance. Endurance produces character. A proven character produces hope. This hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The writer of the Hebrews, I think it was Paul, also knew that perseverance was so important in the pursuit of character. He says, For you need endurance so that after you have done God's will, you may receive what was promised. The Christian life is a matter of endurance and struggle and difficulty. Yes, there is victory. There is victory now, and there is victory when we cross the finish line, as we just heard in relation to Heinz's stepfather. But between now and then, it is a struggle. That might be one of the reasons why we have the English word that we have borrowed from the Greek word in our text that I would like to read to us, which is translated race. And so when we read it and we come to the word race, I want you to understand just what it is talking about. Literally, the author says, let us run the agona." Let us run the race. And yes, you're right. We have an English word that comes from the word agorno. Can you tell me what it is? Agony. Interesting, isn't it, in the Greek? Let's run the agony. Don't be depressed by it. But it sums up the truth of our Christian experience oftentimes, that it is a hard race. I mean, anyone who has run long distances knows that that's an accurate description. If you want to finish the race, there's a little bit of agony involved. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of agony involved. And Paul says the Christian experience is like that. There are agony in it. And I think if we don't read the Word of God we can kind of fool ourselves into this life that um, we want everything just to come easy to us. We want to actually um, bypass some of the suffering that we experience within this life. And because of the century that we live in, with the technology that we have, and also the resources that we have, if we can bypass agony, we'll even pay ourselves out of it. Agreed? Of course. So what I have experienced, as I've gotten a little bit older in life, I'll almost be 60 soon next year, and so when I play tennis now, there's a lot more agony involved than what there was 20 or 30 years ago. That's just a reality of life. And um, the muscles are not as supple as they were anymore. The bones are creaking, but there is something in my favor. There's a little bit of experience that I can fall back onto. And so you realize that you can't do what you used to do because... You know, there's a lot of agony, but what you can do with some of the resources that you have. So a little while ago, a couple of years ago, at first, about six, seven years ago, I bought the racket that Federer used to play with, a similar one, and I enjoyed that. And then my eyesight started to get worse. So, and and, and, and as a result, I'm hitting the ball a lot later than I was. in tennis, you should hit it a little bit earlier. And when you hit the ball a little bit earlier, you know, um, you get more power. But what I realized was I'm hitting the ball late here and especially on my backhand later. And then when I want to volley, I volley late. And so the ball goes either wide or long. And that's a problem. So because of the technology, because of resources that we have, I bought myself a lighter racket. And Federer can pay me later and Wilson. I bought myself a lighter Wilson racket. And that racket gives me the ability to play the shot a little bit earlier. And so I'm making space for me because I've got the resources. My friends, within the Christian experience, our resources does not always help us to run the race the way that we want to. And so this morning, I want us to look at this whole concept of endurance 2024. Now, that's my topic today is Endurance 2024. For us to run the race that God has set before us, it is going to require the old-fashioned way, and the way is to endure through things because it produces good things within our lives. And so I want to ask us as a church today, Are you ready for endurance this year? Because that is what it's going to require. As I was on Twitter and um, listening to the quotes of some of my favorite speakers and people that I wish I knew that I don't know, And, um, and so many of them were saying, 2024, a year of massive challenge. And I understand that. I don't know where they get it from, but I understand what they mean. But for me, for every single one of us, and my friends, it's not just 2024. It'll be 2025, 2026. Until the Lord comes, endurance is going to be the important quality that we need to exercise within our lives. And through that, amazing things happen with us but also with those around us, positive things. And so I would like you to read the scripture with me found in Hebrews chapter 12, verses one to three. And this is what the scripture says. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, who kind of encourages us, let us throw off everything that hinders And the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance or with endurance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him. Who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart? And of course, the last phrase, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Personally, there are times during the year when I get weary, and when I get weary, it is easier for me to start to lose heart. And when you lose heart, you get distracted. When you get distracted, you are looking for the easy way out. And the easy way out most often is not God's way. And so just to profile someone, to put him before us, The writer to the Hebrew says to us, I want to put a perfect picture in front of you. And I want to give you the perfect picture of Jesus. And the Hebrew writer says, I want you to model your life after Jesus. And he said, Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, he understood the end result. He, endured the cross. (laughs) He endured the cross. What I have found in my life is when I come to a place where I do not know which way to turn, I just go and read the life of Jesus. As I read the life of Jesus, it seems like that his spirit that is within me just becomes alive. And he starts to point me in the right direction. Jesus, the author and the perfecter of my faith for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. My friends, he rises up within us and he gives us the ability to step through those challenges that are there. Sometimes we just need to walk through it. Other times we need to be like that dog which I call a bulldog. My father had two when we grew up, these English bulldogs. The one was whitish and the one was brown. The one's name was J.R. and the other one's name was Sue Ellen. And for those of you who are older, you would know the significance of that. And man, these bulldogs were Tenacious. You know, you could do what you want to When We played with their ball. It was a big soccer ball because their jaws were so strong. They would bite into that ball, and it would pop very quickly. You try to get it out of their mouth. Man, they would hold on. And I would try and get it out, and I would try and get it out. And only when my dad spoke would Sue Ellen or J.R. listen and release the ball. My dad had a little bit more authority than me. And my friends, this is a picture of our relationship with Jesus this coming here, is that he's going to ask us to bite that ball, to hang on, to hang on. It is only when you hear the voice of him who endured the cross. Him who kept his eyes on the price. When you hear his voice, that's when you let go of that ball and you go into a certain direction. My friends, endurance is going to be required again of us this coming year. To endure, firstly, you need the right friends around you. My friends, God is so gracious and he's so kind that he knew that most of our walk Is a walk of faith. And we pursue that which is unseen. And God says, as a gift to you, I'm going to give you something that is more tangible. And those are your friends. My friends, in 2024, make sure that you are surrounded by the right friends. Not just friends but be surrounded by the right friends. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 says, therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. I'll borrow the application here. It and, and, and if the Hebrew writer says that we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, people who understand, people who have run the race before us, he, by implication, would encourage us to surround ourselves with good friends. I've got a friend called Brendan Locke, and he's a pastor. He was one of the first pastors I brought into our previous church. He was on staff and led a few churches, and him and I speak like every two weeks, a really, really good friend of mine. And oftentimes I would say to him, Brendan, man, my friend who lives in London, he says, is he your best friend? Because... He says, I say that everybody's my best friend. And I said to him, yeah, but he's such a good friend. He says, is he your best friend? I said, yes, he's my best friend. He says, okay, good. So you have another best friend. My friends, friends are so important. And when you make friends, make good friends. It is God's gift to us. Make sure that you're surrounded by friends who speak courage into your heart. My friends, you can have many friends who don't speak courage into your heart. Surround yourself with people who will encourage you. I think Jenny and I, over the years, and maybe that's why we've been able to push through a number of challenges over the 30 years that we've been together in ministry is That because God has been so gracious to give us the gift of good friends. You know, and it is so incredibly important within the church. How often do you actually come before God and do you just say, Lord, I thank you for my friends? It's a great gift from Him, it's actually a grace gift from God. Friendships. I mean, what type of friend should should you be looking for? (laughs) Well, be selective. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 26 says, A righteous man is cautious in friendship, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. A second type of friend that you need to look for is a friend that will sacrifice for you. That means that when you are down, they will remain faithful. Have, have you got friends like that? Or do you have friends that um, when you are down, they no longer consider you friends anymore? You know, people who understand sacrifice. I tell you, it is impossible to be in a relationship of any kind without there being a mutual Sacrificial attitude. Ken and I have a relationship like that, where we are friends. But oftentimes, we need to decrease so that the other one can increase. John the Baptist saying that of Jesus. For our friendship to endure for 10 years, it's built on mutual sacrifice. Thirdly, loyalty. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 10 says, Do not forsake your friend and the friend of your father, and do not go to your brother's house when disaster strikes. Better a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. Loyalty is so important when we talk about friendship. Choose a friend who knows how to forgive. Because you're going to need to be forgiven by your friend. If you have true friendships, at times we're going to hurt one another. Choose friends who know how to love. I've often said of my family in Portugal, my brother-in-law, my sister and their family, I said of any family I know, they're probably the family that I know who knows how to love best. They know how to love. Choose a friend who knows How to love. You're going to need it in 2024. Choose a friend who does not mind being inconvenienced. Choose that type of a friend. Choose a friend that will fly across the world if you need him or her. Choose a friend who's trustworthy. Choose a friend who is honest. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 6 says, Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Be careful of your friends who always just want to kiss you on the cheek. Because when you turn your back, they will say other things about you. That's what the Proverbs writer says. Wounds from a friend can be trusted and there are times when we just need to be honest with each other and just say that shouldn't work. Jen and I in our relationship as a married couple were honest with each other. And again I can refer to my friendship with Ken at times we brutally honest with each other aren't we Ken? Yeah. And sometimes him and I It takes a few days, but we just need to forgive. And we've learned how to forgive each other. Why don't you find a friend who will be honest? Some people, the moment you're honest with them, they close the door to your friendship. All of those qualities are so important. My friends, to endure... In 2024, you need the right friends around you. I pity the person who do not have friends. We need each other. God has made us a family, and out of that, we should be friends. We've got amazing people in this church. Show yourself Friendly so that you can also have friendships. Open up that door this year, in 2024. Secondly, to endure in running this race, you need to untangle yourself. Did you feel in 2023 that you got tangled by so many things? The picture that I have within my mind is this little kitten with a roll of wool. Have you seen that picture? And the little kitten plays around and the wool gets around the ears, claws. It's just everywhere. And the kitten kitten just can't get free from that entanglement of the wool. And someone has to come and just cut those pieces of wool. Did you feel that 2023 was a year where you just got entangled by so many things? One of the pastors gave the advice this past week. He said that going into 2024, make sure that your mind is not cluttered by all kinds of things. And I find oftentimes in my own life that my mind is so full of things, so many things. And oftentimes when there's unresolved things within your mind, your mind becomes so cluttered and you can't be decisive. You cannot see clearly. It's almost like you're just so entangled. Some of you are emotionally entangled. And God wants to come and he wants to cut those things away. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders. It may not be a sin, but it's hindering you in your race throw that off. Throw that off. I think for some, adventurism, which started out as something that just gives you so much freedom within your spirit, be very careful that even adventurism doesn't become something that entangles you. A friend of mine about 12, 13 years ago, preached a wonderful message. It was actually Rigby Wallace. Spoke a wonderful message that I just remembered. And he spoke about those things that would seek to steer us away from Jesus. And he mentioned in our day and age, adventurism. How remember that? Because I love the stuff that many of you love too. But even the good things can become a hindrance within your life. Paul says, or the writer to the Hebrews, let us throw off everything that hinders. And you need to ask the Holy Spirit this morning, what are some things within your life that's hindering you from running this race? Like I said, it can be good things. It can be simply having Big burger across the road here when lunchtime comes for me during the week. Good thing. As a matter of fact, uh, they're still going to be selling uh, takeaways, but the restaurant has moved somewhere else. Maybe they did it for my sake. (laughs) Help me in something that hinders me. (laughs) The short way of preparing sandwiches for myself. Easier just to go buy a big burger. And then he says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. My friend, that is even more serious. My friends, if you are caught in a sin, a habitual sin that carries on, my friends, 2024 is the time to ask God through his grace to release us from that habitual sin. Guys, it could be the sin of pornography. If you find yourself in it, 2024 is the year for the grace of God to flow over your life as you repent of this sin and for God to untangle you from that, which will stop you from running this race in the way that you need to. My friends, porn is everywhere. And I speak to the guys, but it's also for the ladies. Not just men are involved in pornography. Women are involved in pornography as well. My friend said it's all over. A little while ago, I said, just when you go on Instagram, it is prevalent. It's right in front of your eyes. I think in 2024, 2024, We need to make some radical decisions about some of the sins that we enjoy. Because whenever we engage in sin, it's a false sense of security and comfort that we receive. We pay the price eventually. Is it good to say yes at this point? Let's become radical with those sins within our lives. That we get entangled in. My friends. To endure this year. We're going to need to untangle ourselves. Simply. What are some other things that we get entangled in. That's not necessarily sin. When something is just a little bit more uncomfortable for you. Instead of giving into it. Choose. The way of Jesus. Jesus. Remember, Jesus is our example for the joy that's set before him. What did he do here? Endured the cross. What is the cross? It is that place we do not want to go to. Jesus said, Lord, if it's possible, can I bypass this? And of course, he says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. My friends, it is as simple as home group night, on a Wednesday or a Thursday night. You're a little bit tired, but you can actually get there. But in your mind, you've already said, when I get there, I deserve the comfort of not being at the small group that night. And you send a message and you say, I'm tired, I actually just can't be there tonight. You forget that the small group leader had spent a number of nights preparing for the meeting for you. <laughs> Sunday morning, adventurism. Well, I'm just going to go out with my bicycle. If I feel okay, I'm going to go to the church service. My friends, it is that when entangles us. My friends, for the sake of what Jesus has laid before us. My friends, I think we've got to be radical In 2024, with all of these type of things. Endurance builds backbone. I think we're raising up a generation where the backbone has become very weak. And I think within church, we need to stiffen up our backbones a little bit. We need to get a little bit tougher because, my friends, the Bible says as the future gets darker, it's not going to get lighter. My friends, we need to make sure that our spiritual disciplines are in place. Our spiritual disciplines will help us to endure. My friends, if you are not disciplined, my friends, 2024, do you know what's going to happen? And I'm not prophesying. The devil will have a field day with your faith. Your spiritual disciplines help you to be strong. My friends, to endure, you need to untangle yourself. Thirdly, to endure, you need to run the right race. And that's a point that I was so thrilled when I looked at the scripture and it jumped up in my heart and I said... Everything else that I'm saying today makes sense when we understand that we need to run the right race. Some of us are not running the right race. We're running our own race. It says here, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. My friends, there is a race that Jesus has marked out for us collectively as a church and then for you as an individual. My race is a little bit differently from your race. Agreed? It definitely is. But collectively, we're in the one race that God has marked out for us. Let's run with perseverance or endurance the race marked out for us. You need to find out what those parameters are. For that race that you are involved in. My friends, let's run that race. And then lastly, to endure, you need Jesus. You said, Piet, all of the other points are kind of like self-help points. It is to me, 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 me. No, my friends, not in relation. When you understand that in this race, you need Jesus. Verses 2 and 3 of Hebrews chapter 12 says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him in this race who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. My friends, When we look at Jesus, when it's difficult concerning the obstacles that face us, when we are confused about the trials that come into our life, and even when we are more perplexed at our responses when we actually see what is in our heart. Because when the pressure comes, it reveals who we truly are. And there are times last year that I didn't like what I saw within my own self. My friends, the grace of God comes in abundance when we look to Jesus. I love what Terry Virgo says. He says, Amazing that Elijah, having confronted King Ahab." And demonstrated such power in cutting off the rain, had to drink from a small brook and be fed by unclean ravens. But when he became a coward, fleeing for his life, he was fed by an angel and cared for by God. Isn't that beautiful? My friends, there is no shame in sinning and falling when we get up and we look at Jesus. My friends, Jesus will never turn his back on you, never. As a matter of fact, when you're down, he'll be there to lift you up and to help you. To endure you need Jesus in 2024. It is my personal goal to keep Jesus in front of me. I won't allow success to go to my head. And I won't allow failure to get into my heart. Because my eyes will be on Jesus. And I use that as a prophetic statement for all of us. This coming here. My friends, Jesus will keep your heart soft and your mind strong for 2024. So in this race that you are running, my friends, to endure, choose the right friends with you. Secondly, to endure, you need to untangle yourself. To endure, you need to run the right grace. And probably, crucially to India, you need Jesus. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith.